0: hey everyone welcome back to intuitive vibes narc survival 101 dedicated to survivors of abuse it's your girl erica here i hope you all are having a great week and hopefully you'll have a great weekend to follow as i know it's been a little bit since i did a podcast and i know i said that i would be more involved which i totally intend on doing it's just been a little hectic for me but do be sure to catch me on my YouTube channel because I do weekly lives every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Survivor community. Come out, show up. The community is waiting for you. Everyone there is awesome. Everyone there is very supportive. Any questions you may have, you will always catch me there, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on my YouTube channel, Intuitive Vibes, Narc Survival 101. But guys, in today's clip you actually are going to be the first ones to get the 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 topic (laughs) the topic of the week and um of course it will follow on youtube where i will make my video on it but you guys get to go first this week in today's clip we're going to talk about borderline personality disorder now i know a lot of my clips a lot of my videos uh surround narcissism however I wanted to talk about borderline personality disorder or BPD for short because believe it or not, borderline personality disorder actually shares a lot of common traits with narcissistic personality disorder and oftentimes people who suffer NPD can actually be misdiagnosed, believe that or not, whether it be by the general public or even mental health professionals borderline personality disorder actually shares a lot with NPD, a lot of common traits, a lot of deep-rooted issues, traumas, and I just figured that it would be really important that we cover every base because if you think you're dealing with someone with NPD, but in actuality you're dealing with someone with BPD, you know, you might want to (laughs) know some of the characteristics and traits of that particular personality disorder as well, so that way you have all your bases covered. So we're going to talk about, you know, some of the characteristics that you can recognize in someone with BPD. Now, the first thing we have to remember is, this is a personality disorder, okay? And there are approximately nine different types of personality disorder. And these personality disorders, they fall under Different clusters. All right, you have cluster A, cluster B, and cluster C. Now, the first thing we have to understand about a personality disorder is that a personality disorder are pretty is pretty much traits and behaviors that are deep rooted in one's personality, which means people who suffer personality disorders are not born with these disorders they are not they didn't come out the womb and all of a sudden boom baby narcissist or baby codependent or you know baby baby uh sociopath or baby (laughs) they didn't they weren't born that way okay personality the personality in itself is based on environment based on upbringing it's based on what is taught okay and when we talk about NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder. ASPD, Antisocial Personality Disorder. Histrionic Personality Disorder. All of these are personality disorders, which means that somewhere along the lines between birth and uh, probably, we'll say till about maybe five or six years old, all of that was deeply incepted into the minds of the children that are currently, to this day, suffering from a personality disorder. A lot of it has to do with environment. It has to do with upbringing. It has to do with the attachment between the child and their parent. You know, it's generational curses, as as most would put it. So just remember that this is all deep rooted within the personality. Someone who suffers a personality disorder is not born with it. However, a history of mental illness in that particular family can definitely heighten it, making things way worse. Now, borderline personality disorder does fall under one of the clusters that I mentioned. And the cluster that this particular personality disorder falls under is cluster B personality disorder. Now, cluster B personality disorders, they're characterized by... Dramatic, overly emotional, or unpredictable thinking or behaviors. And the other personality disorders that fall under this cluster, besides borderline personality disorder, are antisocial personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder. If you're not familiar, with these other personality disorders there is another clip on this podcast that gives you all of the personality disorders yes i went and put all of the personality disorders so you can configure which is which and what is what now just a few factors in regards to borderline personality disorder first and foremost someone with a personality disorder has problems with their their self-concept okay whether it be borderline narcissistic antisocial or histrionic it's a poor self-image okay it's just pretty much how they perceive themselves they perceive themselves in a very negative way and in this case for BPD it's extremely negative so someone who suffers BPD they really do not think highly of themselves they have such low self-esteem Now, 30% of people who need mental health care have one or more personality disorder. So for example, someone who has antisocial personality disorder and narcissistic personality disorder would be classified as someone who is a narcissistic sociopath. See, because sociopaths usually fall under antisocial personality disorder and narcissists Well, clearly, narcissistic personality disorder. But when you have someone who has traits from each type of disorder, it's kind of meshed in together. And in this case, under this this particular cluster, these personality disorders actually overlap one another because you can have someone who has BPD and histrionic personality disorder or antisocial and narcissistic personality disorder. A lot of these personality disorders, the reason they're under this particular cluster is because a lot of their behaviors are, they resemble one another. So oftentimes there is misdiagnosis. You know, someone can be in front of a mental health professional and this this person could be demonstrating signs of narcissistic personality disorder, but then come to find out they were misdiagnosed and they really had borderline personality disorder. And I'm not trying to confuse anyone. But it's always good to cover your bases because you just never know. You never know what you're dealing with. And it's always good to know. I mean, a lot of us like to know what we're getting involved with, right? So if that's what you need to do, then do it. (laughs) Now, there are two types of problems associated with borderline personality disorder. And those two problems are unstable sense of self and dysfunctional interpersonal relationships. And that's the purpose of this clip, guys, because I'm going to give you some characteristics under each category. Now, we're just going to go right into it. I'm one of those who just likes to get straight into it. I love to talk, but (laughs) there are quite a few things to list. So we're just going to go ahead and head in head first. Now, the first one is impulsive and self-damaging behaviors. Now, people with BPD tend to demonstrate very dangerous behaviors. It's very common. They may drive recklessly. They may go on wild spending sprees. They may abuse drugs or alcohol, have unprotected sex, possibly with multiple partners. They can binge eat or do any other dangerous behaviors. And in most cases, they may even threaten or attempt suicide or even engage in self-harm. Now, just because some of these characteristics may be uh, visible does not necessarily make them borderline personality disorder as with any other personality disorder just remember guys a certain amount of characteristics and traits have to be present in order to be diagnosed with a certain type of personality disorder all right i probably should have said that in the beginning but at least you guys know now another characteristic is they have trouble directing themselves so people with BPD, they often have trouble directing their lives, okay? They don't stick to one goal until it's completion. They usually have a lot of detours in life, making their life very inconsistent. And oftentimes, people with BPD tend to rely on other people to make the decisions for them. Now, that sounds to me kind of like uh, codependency-ish, where you're like, relying on other people to, um, to make things happen in your life which I can probably guess that a lot of people who suffer BPD probably do suffer codependency issues, especially when they have very low self-esteem and they just have like a lot of that deep-rooted trauma. And again, if you do suffer codependency, or if you have, it does not make you borderline. So let's just, let's just be very clear of that. Now, another characteristic is they have poor self-image. And people with BPD often see themselves, but not the way others do. So they see themselves in a very negative light, okay? They have very low self-esteem and they always have deep-rooted issues within themselves. So they will automatically assume or think that people see them the same way they see themselves, very negative, which brings their insecurity you know, it, it it heightens their insecurity. It heightens the low self-esteem. However, they will have periods where they have high self-confidence and then extremely low self-confidence. Now, this type of behavior, I would probably say if someone was unsure about the type of personality disorder that someone is suffering, someone may misconstrue this person who has BPD as someone who is an invulnerable, oh, I'm sorry, a vulnerable narcissist. And vulnerable narcissists have very poor self image. They have such loathing for themselves that they are completely, like, their self esteem is so low. They put themselves down. They really do. And in fact, the empathy and the sympathy that someone would give them or the, you know, the compliments. The comments on, you know, oh, you're a good person. You're a great person. You deserve this. You deserve that. You should be happy. You don't think that way about yourself. That is actually what supplies them. That's what fuels them. That is a vulnerable narcissist supply. Yeah, exactly. So be very careful when it comes to trying to learn the characteristics on some people. Now, another characteristic they have intense and quickly changing moods now this is probably what people would misconstrue when they uh deal with a the narcissist they may look at it as the uh, Jekyll and Hyde effect okay so if you're familiar with Jekyll and Hyde when it boils down to the narcissist in this case for someone with BPD they have intense mood swings and it almost always changes within either days or even hours from the time that their mood was completely blown up, okay? A lot of people who suffer BPD usually suffer anxiety, depression, or both. And again, this is really, it has to do with their deep-rooted issues, their deep-rooted insecurities, that low self-esteem, people who suffer anxiety and depression are usually people who clearly have gone through very traumatic experiences in their lives. I mean, it's it's not something that is just pops up out of nowhere. You have to had at least experienced certain things in your life to have anxiety, to have depression, and worse, to have them both. Now, another characteristic is paranoid thoughts when they're stressed. Now, listen, we have all gone through our little paranoia moments, right? Like if we get stressed out and we are not feeling so great about ourselves, or if you're in a relationship with someone and you have trust issues and you're stressed out and, you know, you you, you got like all these racing thoughts in your head. But for someone with BPD, it's typically when they're stressed out. It's when it's just like when... they feel at the edge of things and this often stems from their poor self-esteem and their interpersonal problems it's it's you know they have a lot of deep-rooted issues coupled with that poor self-esteem where they feel low at the bottom of the barrel yeah their paranoia is really going to kick in when they're stressed because they're not it's not a there's no clarity it's not clear for them it's kind of foggy kind of hazy and you know one of the common things as human beings is if we're in a fog, if we're in a haze, we can't really see, yeah, we're gonna get paranoid because we don't know what's to come, we don't know what to expect, we don't know if we're gonna get hurt, we're gonna be okay. So paranoia, I think, is kind of a kind of a human trait when it boils down to certain situations, but for someone with BPD, it's very extreme, and again, this kind of reflects how narcissists are because narcissists are also very paranoid. They have extreme trust issues, they have extreme abandonment issues, and they always like to be a step of, a step ahead just to make sure that they have the higher advantage. One of I guess one of the biggest differences between a narcissist and a borderline is that a borderline is more deep rooted within their low self-esteem. A narcissist, depending on the type that you're dealing with, it's more deep rooted in their ego. It's about, I have to, you know, fend for myself. I have to make sure that I get mine first. I get all first. I get what I get first. And then if there's time for you, then there's time for you. And if it isn't, then there isn't, you know, but there, there are similar behaviors, yet the personality disorders are completely different. Now, another characteristic is dissociating when they're stressed. So, First of all, dissociation is pretty much a disconnection between a person's memories, their feelings, behaviors, perceptions, and a sense of self, okay? So someone or people with BPD, they lose touch with reality. When they're extremely stressed, they dissociate, they disconnect. And we're not just talking about disconnect from the situation, disconnect from other people. You ever notice like if you get into a stressful moment, you may go into um, it, it kind of like hermit. <laughs> You're just kind of like, ah, I'm just going to stay by myself for a little bit, go within, reflect, you know, and just kind of avoid people. But someone with BPD, they disconnect, they lose touch with reality. And oftentimes, if there is a situation between themselves and another party, they will disconnect to where they're on the outside of the situation. Where they're actually looking at the other party and themselves. Like if they're the third person. that's That clearly lets you know that, you know, someone has really lost touch with reality. Where it's like, okay, what the heck is going on? You know, when people disconnect from situations, it's often common. It is common when someone is stressed. They want to disconnect and, you know, just kind of regroup and... and do what's necessary to bring themselves back and, and assess a situation and deal with it. People with BPD often just disconnect completely. And it's it's almost as if they're unrecognizable. Like you can't really, you know, and depending on how they handle the situation, because when people disconnect, for example, a narcissist, when they completely dissociate and they disconnect, there is complete and utter disregard it's like you just don't recognize who that person is and you kind of wonder was this actually you it kind of makes you second guess you the non-narcissist the non-personality disorder having person so be be extremely careful with that because sometimes people who disconnect and lose touch with reality can end up doing things that have severe repercussions severe circumstances and You know, they can, they can be unfixable. So be extremely careful with it. So we've managed to talk about, um, we've managed to talk about the unstable sense of self. Now we're going to talk about the interpersonal difficulties. Okay. And by interpersonal, it's kind of like, you know, the way you relate to others, the way you, you know, get involved with other people, how you communicate, how you handle, uh, situations with other people. Now, one of the interpersonal difficulties they have is abandonment issues, okay? And this is common with narcissists. This is common with codependents. This is pretty much common with anyone, personality disorder or not, who have had uh, inconsistency in their lives as children, okay? Abandonment issues are very deep-rooted, all right? And these, this usually stems from inconsistency within the parent-child relationship, now, people with borderline personality disorder typically fear abandonment, right? And they fear it to such a degree that they will do any and everything possible to make sure that that does not happen. Whatever that extreme is, whatever that extent is, they will do it. However, a lot of their behaviors, a lot of their behaviors actually end up putting them in the position to... Being abandoned, being rejected, whether the border whether the borderline either pushed you away and did all kinds of uh, nonsense all kinds of craziness to push you away or or they allow their fears to consume them so much that they became extremely clingy, that can happen too. And whichever way someone with BPD goes, the one thing they feared most ends up manifesting in their life. So they spend so much time trying to keep the person in their life, failing to understand that their behaviors are actually what's pushing the person away. Another characteristic Unstable relationships. Are we surprised on that one? Unstable relationships. I don't really think so. I think anyone who suffers a personality disorder, um, and and quite frankly, and this is no uh, you know, no shade on people who who have mental illnesses or mental health issues, and you know, it's there's no shade whatsoever. But anyone who has mental health issues, personality disorders, things to that effect. Because of their unstable relationships with their parents, with, you know, the people who raised them and the people who've been in their lives for, you know, however far back you can go, chances are you're going to have very unstable relationships with other people in you know, throughout your life. But for someone with BPD, relationships can be both intense and extremely stable. Now what we have to understand is that their fear of abandonment is what really is what really puts everything on edge you know again like i said it's first of all you can't have a stable relationship if you're dealing with someone who has abandonment issues okay because abandonment issues can have two types of effect on a person they can end up trying to push you away far as far as possible because they would rather reject you first before you reject them or they're going to cling on to you for dear life because they don't want you to leave either way it's very unhealthy okay it leads it, it leads to situations that could be avoided that could have been avoided if they would get, of course, the help that they need. And mind you guys, this is pertaining to people who are not getting the help that they need, because there are plenty of people who have, who suffer borderline personality disorder, who suffer, who even suffer NPD, and they're getting the help that they need. So clearly this would refer to people who are living in denial, extreme denial. Now, another characteristic is anger management problems. Now, Since we know that they have extreme mood swings and we know that they can, you know, have all of these unstable, unhealthy, imbalanced type of behaviors within their relationships. Anger management clearly would be on that scale as well, whether it be BPD, NPD or ASPD and their anger can get so extreme. It can get so volatile. It can get so beyond what anyone is ever used to, and it can get them in a lot of trouble. Okay? The anger can get them into physical fights, you know, where they are they how they address situations, it can get very heated, it can get very dangerous people who suffer BPD you know there it's not uncommon that they would get charged for assault because they can be very impulsive they can be very like I said hostile very volatile very the anger can can be it's it's similar to some uh, narcissist with narcissistic rage if you push a narcissist far enough and they're in that rage it can get extremely dangerous and extremely brutal So, if you are dealing with someone who you think may have BPD or even NPD, and there is that possibility that that anger, that hostility, you know, that being volatile can get dangerous, I would strongly, strongly advise that you maintain distance. Maintain distance. Okay, and this, of course, you know, this anger isn't conducive to healthy interpersonal relationships you know, such as marriage or parenthood. So if you have someone who suffers BPD, um, just understand that their anger can get so extreme. It doesn't matter if it's with their spouse or with their children. I mean, listen, if you have parents with NPD and it's extremely bad and it gets extremely because, you know, you have parents who scapegoat their children and you got parents who abuse their kids. So with BPD, you know, it's, it could be within you know it's zero to one hundred. Remember when I said it, it the the mood swings, the temper, the flares can go from zero to one hundred, and then it's you know whether it be a couple of hours later or a couple of days later, it's like nothing happened. You guys see the similarities between uh, between these things. It's it's crazy, and of course now there's one more. Um, it's misinterpreting facial expressions. Now. <laughs> You know when someone says, oh, well, I have a resting bitch face. <laughs> and I, I get that a lot. When people look at me, they're like, oh, Erica, what's what's wrong with you? What's the matter? And I'm like, no, nah, nothing's wrong with me. This is just, this is my normal face. This is just me. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm i not mad. I'm not angry. If I was, trust me, you'd know. But you have people who suffer BPD and they misinterpret facial expression. Ugh, my goodness, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tongue tied. They misinterpret facial expressions okay so when you could be sitting there just chilling relaxing minding your business not really you know you're not mad you're not angry you're just you're good and if they ask you you know what's wrong and you're like nothing why why do you think something is wrong that's because they tend to see negative emotions where others don't so other people can be around you and they just know that that's your regular face but someone who suffers BPD will always see the negative in it. So if you're not like smiling or um, I'm, I'm guessing if you're not texting with emojis <laughs> to kind of give that, you know, impression, I'm OK, I'm I'm good, I'm fine. Then um they're always going to see the negative in a situation. They're always going to see the negative in an expression. OK, and the person that they're interacting with, they may not be expressing any emotion at all, but, you know. They tend to see sadness, disgust, anger, and, you know, sometimes they fear when they look at someone else's face, because there could be that sense of, you are seeing me like I see myself. Remember I told you guys, they often think people see them like they see themselves. So if they think that you're like, you know, judging them the way they've they've been judging themselves, that... And that can start, you know, confusion, that can start problems, and it's it's just it just is so deeply rooted that this is why they aren't able to have healthy relationships. It's all fear-based. That's all it is. It's all fear-based. Anybody who suffers a personality disorder, it's all fear-rooted. Okay, it was something that was incepted, implemented, it was taught to them to you know and, and, and it was just pretty much put in their life normalized in their life it was just pretty much normalized the behaviors whether these be behaviors that they learned from their parents or their caregivers if it wasn't their parents it could have been anybody they grew up with all of this is fear-based all of it personality disorders codependency you name it it's all fear-based that's all it is it's a way of thinking. It's a distorted perception. That's all it is. But it's amazing how people who have distorted perceptions can have such effects on other people. People who were just minding their own business did not even cause this kind of distortion in their lives, and yet they get affected by it. And yet they have to deal with the traumas because remember guys when you're dealing with someone who suffers a personality disorder you're dealing with their trauma you're dealing with what was projected onto them throughout their life what was normalized and it was pretty much so so deep-rooted it was like a seed that was just planted within them and over time as they got older it grew with them that is all this is That is all it is. And when people start to understand and really realize the true, you know, the the true in-depth meanings of it all, a lot of people will actually start to see it from a different angle, different perspective and say, okay, this is how this person is. And it's not because of me, because victims often internalize the abuse that the perpetrators Okay, the perpetrators have inflicted on them. And of course, this abuse is due to abusive behaviors, abusive lifestyles, abusive environments, deep rooted from their own childhood. I often get a lot of people who, you know, they're still feeling the hurt, they still feel the pain, they still wonder why. And they'll ask me, Erica, why, why, why did I go through this? Why did this happen? Why, why, why? I didn't deserve that. You're absolutely right. You didn't deserve it. Nobody deserves it. Not even, and I'm going to yes say this, not even the perpetrators. They didn't deserve it either because they were not born that way. People who suffer personality disorders are not born that way okay, they're not born manipulators, they're not born with abandonment issues, they're not born with these deep-rooted scars. These deep-rooted scars were inflicted on them, and because it was all inflicted on them, and that is all they know, that is all they can understand, and it was normalized, they pretty much projected, they pretty much inflicted those same scars onto other people's. But I'll tell you guys, I do not condone it and I do not justify it because you will never ever get me to justify abuse, nor will you ever get me to accept abuse. Because at the end of the day, an adult is an adult and they know right from wrong. Just like we know left from right, we know right from wrong. So guys I do hope that this clip was helpful for you. I do hope that I was able to come through for you guys the way I had intended on and I do hope that this this helps someone anyone anyone who listens to it. I hope it helps someone. I finally did the podcast before I did the YouTube video. So I'm super proud of myself, guys. I am super proud. I'm super happy I was able to do it. And I am glad that we are expanding and we are just exploring so much more because there will be so much more to come. You can, I'll promise you that there will be so much more to come. So everyone... Thank you so much for joining, for listening, okay? And again, if you want to get more content, if you want to get more deeper understanding, you can again check me out at YouTube, Intuitive Vibes, Narc Survival 101. I also have a Facebook, Intuitive Vibes, Narc Survival 101. Um, You can also email me, Okay, if you have questions or if you have a situation that you're not sure about and you just kind of need some guidance, need some answers, you can email me at intuitivevibes. Oh no, I'm sorry. Intuitive.vibes1111 at gmail.com. That's intuitive, I N T U I. I can't even believe I tried to spell that. I am so i am so tired i am extremely tired that i literally tried to spell that I'll, you know what i'll put it on the body <laughs> I'll put it on the body of the clip so you can email me if you need to i am not even going to edit this that's how tired i am i'm not even gonna edit this <laughs> it just lets you guys know that i am human i'm not perfect i am so human But guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And for everyone who has been on my YouTube channel that checks out the podcast, thank you for your love and support. You guys make all of this so worth it. And I just want everyone to know that we have so much more to look forward to. We have to keep going. We have to keep moving. We got to stay strong in the process, learn our lessons, and move on to our blessings. So everyone, I hope you have a great, great rest of your week. I hope you have an awesome weekend. And I will be back next week with the latest on... We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I always have something new and I'll always have something for you guys. So guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And until next time, guys, I wish you nothing but love, peace, blessings, all of that good stuff. Namaste, guys.